Today on Unite, a look at race under grace. It simply takes you from where you are and it moves you deeper both in understanding and I would suspect also moving your heart in the direction of wanting to be a part of the solution. As a, as a, as a white pastor, you just don't simply see your own blind spots in your life. Uh, the context of white privilege and things of that nature were things that were thrown around, but I didn't really have a good understanding of what those were. I think I came out of that in that context. And the other is just a conviction that I must move my church in this direction uh, instead of I'd like to move my church in this direction. And so for our church specifically, we have a an opening at a staff position, and it's gone from uh, I'd like to hire someone of a different race to I'm going to hire someone of a different race so that we can move forward uh, in this direction uh, on our side of town. This is Unite, the weekly audio magazine from the Nehemiah Network. I'm your host, Mike Clowers. In studio today, we have a full roster of guests. Pastors Ray Williams, we've got Pastor Harold Nash, Mike Ferguson, and Pastor Josh Hurlbut all here. Ray, why don't you get us going today? Well, Mike, it's, it's good to be here today. I'm excited about the topic of our conversation today, and, and that's What's the role of the church in leading our community to make a difference uh, in the area of race in our community? And I think uh, any of us who are living in our community, if we've turned on our television, uh, we can't escape the reality that that we're living in today all across the country, but here in our own community as well, uh, this is a major issue. And for the church and for the Nehemiah Network, with our mission to unite the church in a way that we can respond to the deepest issues in our community in a way that demonstrates the love of Christ, this is an important issue uh, because it affects our community. And so it was really a significant moment when one of our fellow pastors in the community, Harold Nash, and I'm so thankful that Harold's with us today, but uh, when Harold asked the question a few months ago with uh, this group of pastors in the room, what is the church in our community doing to lead in this? And there was this initial moment of silence. And then I think those of us that are there, you know, we began to try to identify some things. But the truth was, as we thought about it, we realized that even, even in those areas where we were trying to make a difference, we knew we could do a lot more. And so we agreed uh, that the church needs to take leadership in that, and I'm so grateful that Harold asked the question, and not only that, but stepped forward to take leadership in that area. And so it's out of that that uh, today it's exciting to talk about a new initiative, Race Under Grace. Harold, this has been extremely passionate for you for a decade or two. But it has been so exciting for me to know you over these last 10 to 15 years and watch what God is doing with you. Tell us just a little bit, and you've been on Unite before with your story, but tell us just the Cliff's Notes, if you will, of your passion around this issue. Well, for me, 
you know, I grew up in eastern Arkansas, so a lot of racism. Uh, I've never been in, in a church uh, other than an all-African-American church. And so in the 80s, uh, when I gave my life to the Lord in 1983, and then about four years later, God just revealed to me that, that he was a God of all people. And, and not just reveal it to me, he revealed it to me through the word and through uh, someone else teaching it, uh, but just challenging me to, to take some bold steps out of my comfort zone. And, uh, and God led me to a church that was predominantly Caucasian congregation. And uh, that was completely out of my, my comfort zone, but it was, I was in a place where God wanted me to be and God just ignited a fire in my heart as it relates to uh, the church really being uh, what God wanted to be in the community. It's one thing uh, to preach love. It's another thing to demonstrate love. It's one thing to say that we all want people. It's another thing to actually live it out to demonstrate it. And so uh, it just, it's just a, a place where God has had me for, for a number of years. And... Uh, I'm, I'm just willing to follow the Lord wherever he leads me. And so this is where he's leading me. This is the passion he's given me. So I'm going to stay with it. Tell us about your vision for Race Under Grace and how did this come about? Well, uh, I started out at, at Mosaic Church, the first multiracial church that I was a part of. And then five years in being a part of uh, Mosaic Church, helping to launch the church, five years within it, then God uprooted me and took me to a congregation that was a homogeneous, predominantly a white congregation at Fellowship North. And that church was wanting to transition into a multiracial church, which is really a difficult thing to do. And the leader, the leaders of that church and the pastor, Craig Lorbner, uh, he really just had a heart to do this. And so, and just trusting God all the way too. So we started doing that and and so it's just been my conviction that that that's what the church should look like in the in uh, in our community, and it's been my conviction that that the place to start is, is, is with the leaders that are here in Central Arkansas, and so I felt like that we need to start having conversations about uh, how we can go about building racial unity and having conversations, open, honest dialogue about race, and so race under grace has given pastors and leaders the opportunity to have those conversations and to begin to develop a strategy for, for actually uh, being active in pursuing racial unity. Mike Ferguson is part of the Nehemiah Network leadership team. And Mike, you were involved with Harold in, and a team that developed this concept of race under grace. Tell me about that process for you. Well, the process was certainly interesting. Uh, I was just thinking, listening to Harold, um, a lot of my growing up experience was similar to his, but on the white side of the equation. Growing up as a young teenager in the middle 60s and the early 70s in South Arkansas, uh, I was in the midst of those movements to um, get rid of segregation in Arkansas. And I remember the tensions and the misunderstandings and uh, the ugliness and the anger that came out of that period. Um, well, that lived with me uh, all the way into adulthood. 
Um, and as, as I wrapped up my work in corporate life and I got the privilege to really serve in the uh, nonprofit world and in the faith-based world, uh, I really saw that as an opportunity to, um, to really work on my own heart and then to use that as a, a way to uh, make a difference in the community. Um, so to your question of, of how and why I got involved, much of my um, marketplace work life in the last 10 years was around bringing groups together and uh, designing ways for them to break through uh, strongholds um, in their organizations um, and also in some churches. And I just saw this an as an opportunity to partner with Harold um, and work with his team to pull groups of pastors together from Central Arkansas and really tackle in earnest this issue of race in our churches and demonstrate the hope that is in the church for our communities to be different. And Ray, this has been an issue for you for years. You've known that. Tell me about your passion around this issue here. Well, because of you know, my own experience and my belief that the gospel of Jesus Christ really compels us uh, to, to not only talk about unity, but as Harold said, demonstrate that unity. I've been interested in what the church could do in this area for a long, long time. And a number of years ago, I had an opportunity uh, to be a part of an effort that, create, that was designed to create this kind of safe environment that Harold is talking about. And one of the things that we did in there was uh, to do a practical exercise uh, that, uh, that some of you know now come to call the privilege walk. But uh, we had a group of 20 or 25 people who, who lined up uh, adjacent to one another forming a line and then the moderator of the exercise asked some questions about our experience. And uh, for those statements that were true of us, uh, we took a step forward. And after doing this for about eight or ten questions, uh, I began to notice out of the corner of my eye that my brother in Christ, my fellow co-worker, Shelby Smith, who, whom I had worked with for years, whom I knew and trusted, but who was of a different race than I was, I began to see that he had fallen behind. And there was this moment where I had a realization that uh, his experience was different simply because of the pigment color of our skin. And in that moment, I realized that because of the, the pigment color of my skin, I had a privilege in the culture that we lived in that God wanted me to do something about. And that was a, a transforming experience for me. To this day, I still feel the emotion. But unfortunately, in this particular a couple of days of workshop, while the experiences were great, the worldview of how we could move forward wasn't rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so in the end, while the experiences were great, the overall message was not one that we could take into our churches. And so when I heard what Harold and his church and other churches are doing and saw how they not only were providing that similar safe environment, but providing the foundation of the gospel is the beginning point and what would lead us forward in that then 
I, I really knew that that was something that God could use in a powerful way. Harold, when you started putting Race Under Grace together, you had a model that you had used at Fellowship North for years. How did you go about applying that model to Race Under Grace? When, we, uh, when I first got to uh, Fellowship North, uh, there wasn't many people of color there in the church. And one of the things that we knew we needed to do is all the people in the church needed to really get their, their heart and mind around what the Bible taught about race. And we needed to have conversations about that because people were, were talking, but we needed to, to really have those conversations in a safe environment. We need to have those conversations across racial lines. And so uh, we started something that we call Talk It Out. And so we had conversations about race and, and we started with what the scripture teaches. And so what was amazing, and as we began to open up what the Word of God taught, that's what when people were, were like, wow, I didn't, I didn't really understand that the Bible actually taught that. And so that really helped a lot. And then just to have conversations about race uh, really opened people's heart up, and then people really began to see that the color of their skin wasn't what made them who they, who they were or who they are. And so that, that made a big difference. So I knew that, that we needed to do this as leaders. Leaders need to do this. And one of the things that keep us from it is because we're so afraid. We're afraid of what somebody might say, of what somebody might think. And that's going to be the biggest hurdle for getting uh, other pastors involved in this is somehow they have to overcome that, that fear that many times people don't want to acknowledge that exists because of the impact that it could, it could have on a church. You know, Fellowship North felt the impact of bringing an African-American pastor and African-American people into the church. They felt the impact of it they, uh, because there were people who were absolutely not comfortable with being in church with people across racial lines. They're just not comfortable with that, and they didn't like that. They didn't want that. That's real unfortunate that believers have that mindset, but they do. They have it in just about every church that you could think about. And so the best way to, to kind of deal with that is from a biblical perspective, from a spiritual perspective, from a, a perspective of conversation, from a perspective of love, genuine love. That's what we try to create. That's what we intentionally have done at Fellowship North. And that's what we have to intentionally do in Central Arkansas as pastors and leaders in our church. Mike, tell us a little bit about the format of Race Under Grace. And, and before our listeners are going, wow, um, how many of these have I missed? We've really just started this. We've only had one course, if you will, of Race Under Grace with a group of pastors. And we'll have some feedback from uh, Joshua Hurlbut, who attended it in just a little bit. But tell us what the format was like for our listeners. Uh, well, as Harold suggested, the format was modeled after the uh, Talk It Out format at um, Fellowship North. Um, I'll not get too deep into methodology, but it's based on the idea of a group of folks coming together for conversation. Through the course of the conversation, we build knowledge together, we develop understanding together through conversation, and we come to the place where we can make decisions and take action together based on that knowledge and understanding that we've developed together. Uh, this particular series was scheduled over the course of four weeks, every Friday over lunch, 
And this group of 30-plus pastors just made a decision and a commitment to meet together on those Fridays and have this conversation and to work through that process, coming to the place where each committed to take away a plan of action uh, and to work on that plan and actually document it in a workbook and then come back in 60 days and share that plan with the group again. Um, I'm convinced that we'll uh, work into a process where that group of 30 makes a commitment to spend time together over the next two years, uh, making plans together, uh, sharing together, being accountable together, and, and being open and transparent with each other. And I, I think over the course of that time, this group of, of leading pastors um, are really going to become the catalyst for a deeper movement throughout the city. Well, one of the 30 pastors that attended Race Under Grace was Joshua Hurlbut. Josh is the pastor at Grace Church in Little Rock. And Josh, tell us a little bit about Grace Church. Well, Grace Church is a non-denominational, primarily white church that is evangelical, a second church plant out of fellowship. And uh, I've been a lead pastor for about two and a half years. When the subject of racism hits the church or Christianity, Josh, we come to it with some presuppositions. Tell me a little bit about what you were thinking before Race Under Grace. Well, having grown up in the Memphis area, I think it's much like the, the Little Rock area in that the issues that go on in the context of race are, are very front and center. And so that has been a part of me individually, but I think I had realized coming into Race Under Grace that this is something that our church in particular, the church at, at large, but our church in particular, needed to be a part of the solution. And when I heard about the class, it really offered a way for me to begin to engage in the conversation, to understand some of the issues, and to be able to formulate some strategy on how grace might play a part in that. Josh, when you had finished Race Under Grace, what were some of the takeaways from those conversations? I think the primary takeaway for me was seeing the problem more clearly than ever before, specifically uh, within the context of the church community. Before I went, I think I, I saw the problem very generically and wanted to do something about it, but that's as, that's probably as far as, as it went to where as going to Grace Under Grace gave me some definitions and some frameworks in which to think about not only the issues, but solutions to the issues across the board. It simply takes you from where you are and it moves you deeper, both in understanding and I would suspect also moving your heart in the direction of wanting to be a part of the solution. Um, and so just deepening the understanding and, uh, and also making friends uh, of different races uh, helps you explore and how to do that, especially if you're in a homogenous church. Uh, then then you, don't have, you don't have an avenue, you don't have voices uh, that can speak into that, and, and, and this gives you the opportunity to meet individuals who have that same heart. Josh, now that you've finished the course of Race Under Grace, what's going to be different at your church? 
Well, I think the two major things that have changed for me uh, is number one, seeing uh, into my own blind spots as a as a as a white pastor. You you just don't simply see your own blind spots in your life. Uh, uh, the context of white privilege and things of that nature were things that were thrown around, but I didn't really have a good understanding of what those were. I think I came out of that in that context. And the other is just a conviction that I must move my church in this direction uh, instead of I'd like to move my church in this direction. And so for our church specifically, we have a an opening at a staff position, and it's gone from uh, I'd like to hire someone of a different race to I'm going to hire someone of a different race so that we can move forward uh, in this direction uh, on our side of town. Wow, that's courageous leadership. Josh Hurlbut from Grace Church in Little Rock, thanks for being with us today. And Harold, as you listen to Josh's response, what are you thinking? I mean, I, I, that, hearing Josh share, it, it, it excites me. I, I would probably say there are other pastors and leaders who are sitting in the room that would probably share some of the same things. And and really that's that's what we want to get to. That's just that's a, that's another place where we wanna be. There are other places we wanna go. And I think I think as we continue to press on with this that we will end up in in the right place and begin to see tremendous amount of impact in central Arkansas like we never seen before as it relates to race. And uh, the church will begin to be what God wanted to be uh, in this community. Mike, you had a thought as well. Yeah, just listening to Josh, uh, sometimes this thing feels really complicated to us, but sometimes it's really simple. And just the simple commitment to hire someone of color onto staff will make a world of difference. Right. Well, to hear Josh's story uh, is evidence of that this kind of conversation can make a difference. And, and I think Harold's right on that I think many in the room would share a similar story. When we began to talk about this in September, it was the urgency that we felt that, that moved us to bring this into implementation very, very quickly. And, and to be honest, while we believed in the importance and in the process of what had been done before through Talk It Out, we weren't sure how the leadership of the church would respond. And so the fact that this many pastors immediately rearranged their schedule to be a part of this uh, is significant. And yet I think all of us have a sense of this is only the beginning. I mean, we're dreaming about how this can go to the next level of churches doing this with their leadership. And then each church having teams that can do this in their churches so that we can really see and imagine a day where the community says we're different and the church has been a leader uh, through the gospel of Jesus Christ to move us toward that. Well, the next question I think everyone is asking is, okay, how do I, how do I attend one of these? How do I become part of Race Under Grace? And we're working on that, right, Mike? We are working on it, and it's the big question of the day. And we've already alluded to the idea that this inaugural team will continue to have conversations together over the course of the coming months. But we already have individual churches who have reached out to us to ask us how we can help them lead through this process in their church and between them and partner churches in their community. So we're already seeing that part of our dream emerge as well. 
For those of you who wish to have more information, we'll begin posting information on the website about coming plans very shortly. Please go to nehemiahnetwork.org, sign up to receive newsletters, and that will be our primary method to communicate with the church community throughout Central Arkansas about what's next. Well, Mike Ferguson, thanks for being here. Pastor Ray Williams and Harold Nash and Josh Hurlbut, great being with you today. And we look forward to what God is going to continue to do using race under grace in our community. And if you're a pastor or a Christian leader and want more information about race under grace, as Mike said, just head to our website. It's nehemiahnetwork.org. Sign up for the newsletter as we'll be communicating through that newsletter to our friends about race under grace as we schedule the next event. You've been listening to Unite, the weekly audio magazine from the Nehemiah Network. And we want you to know you can hear this episode plus any previous episode of Unite. Just head to the website and click on the Unite banner. And you'll see a list of our SoundCloud account that has all of our previous episodes. We hope you'll check out that library of content that's available for you. Again, the website is nehemiahnetwork.org. This is Unite, and I'm your host, Mike Clowers. Thank you for listening.